You're listening to Senior Times Podcasts. Thanks to our sponsors, Expressway, Travel Department and Doro Phones for making this podcast possible. Yes, indeed. Here we are again. And believe it or not, this is podcast number six from... uh, John McCulligan, my tunes on Senior Times, where nobody uh, acts their age. So this is another meander through uh, stories, my life, some childhood, and uh, we'll see where we go. As I say, it's never fully planned, so uh, I close my eyes and uh, hope for the best. I'm going to play this, and then I'll explain to you why. Throughout history, there have been many songs written about the eternal triangle. This next one tells the story of a Mr. Grayson, a beautiful woman, and a condemned man named Tom Dooley. When the sun rises tomorrow, Tom Dooley must hang. Hang down your head, Tom. Dooley, hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head, Tom. Dooley, poor boy, you're bound to die. I met her on the mountain. There I took her life. Met her on the mountain. Stabbed her with my knife. Hang down your head. Come, Julie, hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head, Tom, Julie, poor boy, you're bound to die. This time tomorrow, reckon where I'll be. Hadn't it been for Grayson, I'd have been in Tennessee. Well, now, boy. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Oh boy, you're bound to die. Well now, boy. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Oh boy, you're bound to die. This time tomorrow, reckon where I'll be Down in some lonesome valley, hanging from a white oak tree Hang down your head, Tom, do Hang down your head and cry Hang down your head, Tom Oh well now boy Hang down your head Tom Dooley Hang down your head and cry Hang down your head Tom Dooley Poor boy you're bound to die 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 Tom Dooley 
hang down your head. And I remember that so well, and it reminds me of the school that I went to in County Wexford, Tombrack, and nobody ever heard of it except you live in Tombrack, but it's about three miles from Ferns on the way to Gorey. And it was a three-teacher school, and uh, I loved it. And I remember the teachers. There was Mr Lynch, he was the principal, and he ran a drama group. He was also a magician, and he would do magic for us in the class. There was a, a Miss Leahy, uh, and I was in love with her when I was uh, eight or nine, and she was a young teacher. She was lovely. And then there was Miss Baker. Uh, Miss Baker was uh, from Kerry, and uh, she is now Mrs. Kinsella, and she is still around, and she's 91. But she was an extraordinary teacher. She was a little austere, uh, very firm, but she taught the choir and she whipped us into shape and had us perform at the uh, choral competitions in the cathedral in Enniscorthy. And there we sang Tantum Mergo. to Mergo and uh, I thought we were very good. I'm not sure we sounded as good as that, but it was such a thrill to stand in the cathedral in Enniscorthy. All of us dressed the nines and drilled to win an inch of our lives by Miss Baker. And Miss Baker, now Mrs. Kinchler, uh, and if you're listening, we I really thank you for all you did for us in terms of discipline and encouragement, and uh, I think you did a great, great job with the choir. Tom Brack was a three-teacher school, and it was literally in the middle of the country, surrounded by fields, and during the day when you looked out the window, you could see fields being ploughed in the distance, you could hear birdsong, and uh, there was a great sense of uh, tranquility and being cared about in that school. We were never slapped. We were never bullied. And um, I have to reveal to you that the first love of my life I met in Tombrack School when we were both, I would think, about eight maybe. And her name was Maria Lynch. 
and she was the daughter of Mr. Lynch. And she was very exotic because Mr. Lynch was married to a Danish woman. So Maria had bright white blonde hair and blue eyes and was very exotic. So to pledge my love to her, I bought her a watch. It cost sixpence. It had a, a fall leather strap and a little green and a little red diamond. And it was a toy watch, but uh, with great uh, romantic uh, purpose, I gave it to her. I, th I think she was delighted, uh, but uh, that was eight. There was another girl I was in love with called Kitty Kill. She was beautiful. So I always, even at that age, had a an eye for a pretty girl. Going back to uh, Tom Brack and O'Toole's, we were down uh, in Ballingale and in the cottage where we used to live, or where the bungalow, as it was called, um, the O'Toole's are still there. Patrick O'Toole Jr., his father, passed away a number of years ago, but uh, he's there with his children. He runs the farm. He writes for the Farmer's Journal. And Frances O'Toole, whom I spoke about before, she was also, for 42 years after my time, a teacher and 20 years a principal in Tom Brack School. Uh, she is retired. Um, she's a wonderful woman. And um, last June we went down for um, Lewis, her uh, brother-in-law had died in a farm accident. And uh, we went down for the month's mind, myself and Brian and Jared. We had a most extraordinarily wonderful day with Frances and all her extended family and grandchildren. And we visited the bungalow where we used to live and we were treated with the most extraordinary hospitality, food in the big dining room. That was the room that you went to for special occasions and we had an amazing array of food and the grandchildren serving and of course big pots of tea. So thank you for that, Francis. One more thing about the O'Toole's and I'll stop soon was that Josephine O'Toole, who's a few years older than me, she um, brought me to school when I was four and uh, she looked after me. And moving forward a little bit, uh, the first live show I ever saw was Josephine O'Toole performing in the Pirates of Penzance in the convent in Tullow. And that really blew my mind, just to hold the music, the singing, the performances, the costumes. So that really stimulated my interest in, I suppose, live theatre. Josephine now lives in America with her husband, uh, Liam O'Leary, and their grandchildren. And the other influences, and this is Tom Brack, I used to go to see travelling players. There were a lot of travelling players at the time, but there were the Paddy Dooley players, and they appeared once a year in the town hall in Tom Brack. And I remember uh, plays like uh, His Mother's Rosary, Kevin Barry, and the New Variety Show as well, and I just thought it was fabulous. And that and the annual appearance of Duffy's Circus really <laughs> cemented my interest in performance and show business. So thank you, Tom Brack, and thank you, O'Toole's. And those memories will be among my souvenirs. There's nothing left for me Of days that used to be 
Slim. Uh, funnily, I played Slim Whitman, I think, in the first podcast, and so many people remarked, uh, Ah, Slim Whitman, I remember him well. So there was Slim Whitman, one of the uh, favourites from my childhood and the singer that my mother loved with a mong, my souvenirs. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Now we're going to play a song by... Nathan Kane Tyrone Carter.
Like the waves of the ocean crashing on the cliffs of morn. The western winds are blowing all along the Galway shore. From the high walls of Derry to the rolling hills of Kerry, all across this Irish homeland, there's a welcome at the door. May the road rise to meet you, a smile always greet you. May our friendship be always true and strong. And as the sun sets in the west, I wish you all the best. Please, God, we'll meet again for too long. Oh, the troubles of our world, we leave them at the door. Raise a glass to friends who've passed, remembering them once more. May the luck of the Irish be with you every day. Who knows what tomorrow brings? Let's live for today. May the road rise to meet you, the smile will always greet you. May our friendship be always true and strong. to meet you a smile always greet you may our friendship be always true and strong as the sun sets in the west i wish you all the best please god we'll meet again before too long may the road rise to meet you a smile always greet you may our friend Yes, indeed, that is the one and uh, only Nathan Carter there with the High Kings, and it's a fantastic uh, anthem, and there's a fabulous video of them up in the mountains singing that song, so if you get a chance, uh, check that out. We, when I say we, I mean Tyrone Productions, which Moy and I formed 30-something years ago, still going strong, Patricia Carroll, Patricia Moore, but we've done about four series with Nathan Carter, television shows, specials, Christmas shows. And uh, so we love Nathan and uh, we love working with him. And as you know, he's had uh, probably nine studio albums and at least four live albums. He's from Liverpool originally. 
and Wagon Wheel, his last big hit, won many awards, and it was a song surprisingly uh, written by Bob Dylan. So look forward to seeing you soon, Nathan. Now I'm going on uh, an epic adventure, and it will be set up by this song. I grew up dreaming of being a cowboy and loving the cowboy ways Pursuing the life of my high-riding heroes I burned up my childhood days Of a modern day drifter Don't you hold on to nothing too long Just take what you need From the ladies that leave them With the words of a sad country song My heroes have always been cowboys Still aren't seen Sadly in search of One step and back of Themselves And their slow moving dreams Cowboys are special With their own brand of misery From being alone die from the cold in the arms of a nightmare knowing well that your best days are gone picking up hookers instead of my pen I let the words of my youth fade away old worn out saddles and old worn out memories but no one and no place to stay My heroes have always been cowboys And they still are, it seems Sadly in search of And one step and back of themselves And their slow moving Sadly in search of And one step and back of Themselves and their slow moving dreams Ah, yes, Willie Nelson, one of, my, one of my favorites. My heroes have always been cowboys and that resonates with me. When I was a little kid, in a Tom Bracken Ferns, I would get cowboy comics. There was no television, obviously, so I avidly devoured Tom Mix and Roy Rogers and Gene Autry. But my favourite was a guy called Hopalot Cassidy. Um, the actor was called William Boyd, and I saw him in the cinema, in the Castle Cinema in Ferns. My father and I went in on our bicycles. And I think it may have been my first time to the cinema. I, I might have been eight or nine, but I was transfixed by this black and white movie 
with this uh, six foot two actor all dressed in black and a black hat, which wasn't uh, de rigueur at the time for heroes, but he was a hero and he had a huge white horse called Topper. And he had the gun belt, which was uh, dressed with mother of pearl. The, the, the gun handles were mother of pearl. And he was a really good guy. His character, his character's favourite drink was sarsaparilla. <laughs> and he, at the time, was drinking William Boyd, not Hoppy. But he was so impressed with uh, Hopalong Cassidy's devotion to sarsaparilla that he gave up the drink. Anyway, he was... Uh, on radio till 1952. Uh, he was on television. He did about 200 TV shows and and movies. And he had a huge uh, merchandising. He used to sell about 600 lunchboxes a year. And um, I wrote to Hoppy in Hollywood and I just wrote to Hopalong Cassidy, care of uh, Los Angeles. And uh, within about two or three weeks, I got assigned... 10 by 8 picture of Hopalong Cassidy and I just couldn't believe it that this giant of a man uh, took the time to sign a picture and send it back to John McColgan um, in Wexford. Let's hear from Hoppy. Hi kids, this is your friend Hopalong Cassidy. You just call me Hoppy. If you look on page one in your picture book, you'll see a real picture of me and my horse, Topper. Well, kids, I'd like to tell you a story about something that happened to me a long time ago. If you want to see it all as we go along, you just turn the page in your book whenever you hear Topper whinny, like this. <laughs> now you should be on page two. But before I get on with my story, I want you to meet some friends of mine. That old codger there is known as California. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't know how Hoppy could get along without me. You see, I'm pretty much the cook and the housekeeper for Hoppy, and, well, occasionally I, uh... <laughs> I help Hoppy out of a tight spot or two, and I can make the dog on the... Yes, California's a real pal. And then there's Lucky. If you turn the page, you can see a real picture of him. Lucky is the youngest one of us. He's no great singer, but occasionally he'll sing a little song he made up about me. There's a man you've seen on the television screen Who's the kind I'd like to be He can ride and shoot and is plenty smart to boot That's Hopalong Cassidy I am full of pride when he's riding by my side Or he spends his time with me he will be my friend until the very end, that's Hopalong Cassidy. For I am just a cowboy with neither aim nor goal. I need a pal to lean upon to teach me right from wrong. Oh, he has a mind both strong and kind, and I guess that I must be. Such a lucky guy with a friend as fine. As long Cassidy. <laughs> I love it. I, I hadn't I was searching for Hopalong Cassidy and uh, that's a little treasure. I came across that on YouTube. And YouTube is a mine of things that you didn't think you could find and could, but that was Hoppy and there's about 
at least 10 or 15 of his full-length feature films on YouTube. So if you happen to be a Hoppy fan, go and enjoy. Hoppy died in 1972. Prior to that, he'd been on the cover of Look, Life and Time. He made millions from merchandising, so he was a very clever businessman. And when he died, uh, a lot of people were very sad, and the country music fraternity in particular. And Roger Miller, that old king of the road, recorded Hoppy's Gone. Hang it up, boys. Yesterdays and dreams and matinees. Like Tinker Toys, they fell apart today. Well, almost anyway, Hoppy's gone. Bed him down, boys. Put your cowboy boots and guns away. The broomstick horse just up and died today, and so did Saturday. Hoppy's gone Rock by yesterday Winds blow And cradles will fall And down comes the curtain And all of us Hoppy's gone, boys. Hoppy's gone. Hang it all up, boys. Yesterdays and dreams and matinees. Like Tinker Toys, they came apart today. Best just let it lay. Hoppy's gone Rockabye yesterday Winds blow and cradles will fall Hoppy's gone. I had a tear in my eye after that. That was Roger Miller and it's actually a nice song and uh, a nice recording and nostalgia for the days of the matinees in the cinema and uh, so that's I'm not sure I can go on. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, I pulled myself together. Hoppy's gone and now shh, Brendan Boyer. To make a wick Crazy. 
The late Tom Dunphy and Tom uh, tragically was killed in a uh, in a car crash going to a gig. Uh, he was a great uh, 
great entertainer, great sort of country singer, and I'd met him a number of times, lovely guy, and when he was killed, uh, Brendan Boy was devastated, and he says that he never got over it. He was so close with uh, the late Tom Dunphy, and poor Brendan Boyer passed away there um, a month or so ago, but nobody in this generation would realise how big they were. There was, uh, you know, filling ballrooms uh, all around England. They won the Carl Allen Award as the best band. So they really were serious and uh, great entertainers. Now, oh, yes, I meant to say this because I forgot the last time because I rambled so much, but in my going back to my cowboy thing, um, I went to Arizona to a, to a dude ranch there about a year ago on a photographic trip. And I was on the ranch where they uh, shot Shane just outside of Jackson's Hole. So we rode cowboy horses and Western saddles and ate Western food for the 10 days that I was there. So uh, I'm entitled to be an honorary cowboy. This is Elvis Soft. I kind of like it up here. It's uh, very cozy. The vineyards of the Niederwald have been in existence for over 300 years. Oh, you know, riding forward makes me dizzy. Oh, well, you better sit here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll sit over here. <laughs> Observe the neatness and precision of the grape fields. Tausa, what are you doing? Just uh, want to sit next to you, that's all. There, now, isn't that better? Much better. Skies of gray above. Got a pocket full of rainbows. Got a heart full of love. Mr. Heartache, I found a way to marry him. Got a pocket full of rainbows Got a star up my sleeve Rainbow, Kiss me extra tender Hold me extra tight Cause I'm saving your sweetness For a lonely night No more teardrops Now that I've found a love so true I got a pocket full of rainbows Got an arm full of you Kiss me extra tender Hold me extra tight Cause I'm saving your sweet for a lonely night 
from G.I. Blues in a duet there with the beautiful Juliet Prowse who was a sensational dancer and uh, that's the soft side of Elvis staying with the soft side of Elvis because I'm indulging myself and nobody's telling me what to do which is great and uh, in a movie called Follow That Dream he had this lovely gentle song the soft side with that brown chocolatey velvet unique voice uh, and I like those those angels and pocketfuls of rainbows now we're going to stay in the 
angel mode, coincidentally. A good friend of mine and my brother Jerry's is Patrick Bergen, who is a very fine actor and is uh, recognised as such from fair starring in dozens of movies and TV shows and uh, a lovely man. He's also a very fine singer and songwriter. And one of the songs that he wrote and uh, I enjoyed very much and I like it very much and he sang, he wrote it and he did a duet with the lovely Eleanor Shanley on a song that he wrote and uh, it's called My Angel. got the radio play it could be a hit to me that's uh, Eleanor Shanley lovely woman too and Patrick uh, worked with me on a number of charity concerts and he sang that with Eleanor and it went down very well now somebody that I have um, grown to, to love somebody that I, I, I just stumbled across on radio a couple of years ago and he to me is in the same league as uh, Eamon Kelly and all those other great rural storytellers and comics and uh, his name is Seamus O'Rourke he's an actor uh, he's a, a writer he's written a number of plays he tours the country and this is one of his stories that I find um, 
funny and very touching. My father never praised me much, except when there was money made. And he used to give me some shock and eatings when I'd lay in bed till dinner time or longer, depending on the head and how much wine I had. And I can still see him standing at the door, and he'd let out this almighty roar, What kind of a need did I? And I'd look at him like a schoolboy dumb after being asked some difficult sum by the master, or the fact that there was an idiot, I had no doubt. It was the kind of one I could never work out. I remember when I was 17 and I went to buy me first car. I knew I couldn't go far without the old lad coming along to give his wee bit of advice. And we were just going up into Brady's yard and Brady come out looking for his pound of lard or flesh, asking, what kind of yoke were you thinking of getting? And I could see the old lad setting himself for a long discussion on 15-year-old escorts like the one he had himself. And before he could say, that's another good day, I said, a red one with a stereo. And I looked at the old lad and the head was low and he turned away as if to go and he muttered, what kind of a need is I? I went away over to look at this sporty car and I could see the old lad over the yard with his head stuck in the boot of a Volkswagen Jetta thinking that'd be a fierce yoke for carrying a lock of bags of mail and I was going to shout over, why don't you get into it? But I went ahead with me deal and Brady and the suit made another sale. I bought a sound, reliable car with low mileage that was easy and pathal. It was red with a stereo and two big lumps of spot lamps on the front of it and now it didn't speak for a week. I remember too when I used to play a bit of ball, eh? around the middle of the field mostly I was tall and strong and good at the freeze. That was before the bad knees and the hamstring trouble. And the old lad used to go to every match and he'd watch every kick and every catch I'd make. All let fall, and then you'd hear him roar and keep your eye on the ball. Oh, what the hell yet? Then I got on the Leitrim team. I know for me that was like the realisation of a childhood dream. That's when they let start to chew the wire and smoke Joe Brady's fags because he had none of his own. And then you'd hear him roar and look at number nine all alone in the middle of the field. Would you mark him? Stop running round like an eagle. How could you play and you not fit? Let the ball do the work. Head into the square. Long balls, long balls, long balls. And then the ref would blow the whistle for a free against me. And they let it start to boo, 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 boo you. Who are you, boo? He wasn't a great booer. We got into a final and I got through in the goal and I was thinking of thou lad and playing the hero's role and thinking of sticking the ball in the back of the net and then I was met by this big full back. Ah, sure. He left me on my arse in the muck. What kind of a need did I? You take him off to fuck. He didn't speak for a month. I remember the evening I got a phone call about half four or five that said, your father's alive but he's wake. He'll not last the night. And I remember trembling and shaking all over with the fright and the shock. And I went up to the house as quick as I could and I prayed for him that night as any son would for his father. And I went into the room and he was there in the bed and he turned and he looked at me and he said, I never praise you much. And I said, No. No, you never praise me much. And he seemed to smile and say, there was often a lack of communication. Oh, how uh, moving and touching is that? And I think 
Seamus O'Rourke from Leitrim is, is such an authentic writer and the relationship with his father is probably echoed by fathers of by sons of fathers of that generation. What kind of a niggit, eh? It's a great story and so well told. I just want to talk very briefly about Trokra. Uh, I'm the ambassador for Trokra and I have travelled around the world with Trokra. I've made a documentary called It's Palestine. I've been to Guatemala and uh, I've taken photographs and I have a number of photographic exhibitions that toured around the country and I'm a great supporter of Trokra. The work they do is incredible. Um, they are passionate and committed people and it's very hard for them just now because the Trokra boxes, the boxes that were due to come back because of COVID, they're finding it very hard to get the funds back and every charity is suffering uh, at this time. So I'm doing what I can for Trokra, so I'm going to play this. Hi, I'm Quiva Debarra from Trokra. I hope you and those you love are safe and well. In Ireland, we're doing all we can to protect each other. But can you imagine not being able to wash your hands because you don't have running water? That's the reality for many people Trokra supports. This virus knows no borders, but neither should our compassion. Now more than ever, we need your support to protect them. Please give whatever you can. Call 1850 408 408 or visit Trokra.org. Trokra, until love conquers fear. One of the first shows I did, one of the first, well, a long time ago, in the Abbey Tavern, I did a series called Christy Moore and Friends. And uh, I was a big admirer of Christy Moore and he's so many great songs and so many great performances but one of the songs that I loved from Christy was this one When midnight comes and people homeward tread Seek now your blanket and your feather bed Home comes the rover, his journey's over. Yield up the night time to old John Across the hill the sun has gone. Tomorrow's cares are many dreams away The stars are flying Your candle is dying Yield up the darkness to old John Both man and master in the night are one All things are equal when the day is gone The prince and plowman The slave and the free man All find their comfort
sleep it comes, the dreams come running clear. The hawks of morning and cannot reach you here. Sleep is a river, flow on forever. And for your boatman, choose or jump the dream. And for your boatman, choose or jump. How beautiful is that, Christy Moore? And he tells those stories and the lyrics. It's so moving, he tells them so well. He is probably one of the greatest uh, entertainers, folk singers that we've ever had in this kind of moment. No wonder um, every time tours or puts on a show that he's sold out. Um, I love Christy Moore and I love listening to him. Now, I just want to have leave you, and I am leaving you, but with this um, very philosophical thought. You see, I think really that the trouble with the world today is, is sex. Sex, yes. I never bother with it myself. I'm a married man. Mm. Tell me, do you think it should take place before the wedding? No, not if it delays the ceremony. <laughs> that, of course, is Kenneth Williams, somebody I find really amusing. It's just a little tag there at the end to give you a laugh. Sex? No, I'm a married man. That's uh, Dwayne Eddy because they're young, and especially for all you young senior times folks i hope you're enjoying i at the end of this program i know it was a very bizarre mix and uh, i'm not sure how it will all tie together but uh, i enjoyed it i and i hope that you did so to all the folks on senior times to all the seniors see you next week